Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. You know, I'm going to be honest. So-called beauty pageants have never really meant that much to me. I mean, sure, occasionally when I was a kid, my parents would have the Miss America pageant on TV, but I just wasn't that interested. Well, our next guest has kindled a good deal of interest for me, and I think she will for you, too. Angelina Amerigo is crowned Miss Minnesota in June and will represent our state in the Miss America pageant in January of next year. What's more, she is a parishioner at St. Bartholomew in Wyzetta, and she says, My faith has definitely been a firm foundation of everything and anything I've done. Miss Amerigo, if I may call you that, Angelina, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and such a beautiful intro. I feel honored. <laughs> well, good, good. Well, I'm I'm honored that you would join us here on Practicing Catholic. And, you know, it's true. I haven't had a lot of I mean, pageantry has not been a good part of my life. So, I mean, my my exposure to it has been basically like the movie Miss Congeniality. Have you seen that movie? Oh, is that yeah. anything I like that movie? Is... I think if I said no, it would be illegal <laughs> in the world of <laughs> Miss America. It's such a great movie. And you bring up such a great point because, you know, there are so many misconceptions, no pun intended, right. when it comes to the Miss America organization. And it took me a long time, too, to just really understand what the core values of the organization were and how to align that with my personal values and viewpoints. So it has been a really exciting journey. And of course, my faith has been right along the way. Yeah, and we're grateful for that, and that's uh, that's all all the more reason why you're such an intriguing guest, and why you've kindled interest in uh, the pageant and uh, certainly Miss America coming up in January as well. Yeah. Now you have quite a resume. I was looking over some of your past uh, accomplishments here, and uh, it's, it's not even everything that you're being involved in. How long have you? Well, first of all, how did you get started competing in pageants? How long have you been doing that? Yeah, so a little bit of backstory to my life. So I was a 17, I was a competitive dancer for 17 years. And that was really the root of my like growing up age. I was a competitive dancer at heart, dancer, actor, singer. My entire family was involved in the arts. And um, skipping forward all the way to 2019 when I was graduating high school, I genuinely was just looking for that next step to launch me into my college career. I had switched over to online learning because of my busy schedule my sophomore year of high school. And I really wanted to stick with just that diligent, flexible schedule going into college. This was pre-COVID. This was before online yeah. school was technically kind of cool where you could like do things on your own time. So <laughs> I, yeah, I jumped into kind of this world of online. And with that, I had a really open calendar. So I had a family friend of my mom's reach out maybe my junior year of high school. And she was like, the Miss America and Miss Minnesota organization would be amazing for your daughter. She would still be able to use her talent of dance because that is one of the really big components of the Miss America organization is talent. Sure. And yeah. honestly, when I tell you, I just jumped in headfirst, took the leap of faith, went to my first local competition in a small school auditorium, like in a gymnasium in Perm, Minnesota in 2019 had no idea what I was getting myself into. And fun fact, did not even know that that like qualifying competition went on to compete at Miss Minnesota, which I then competed for Miss Minnesota for the first time in 2021. And I was second runner up my first year I competed. And in that wow. moment, yeah, I, I remember sitting down on the couch the day I won my first local and I was like, there's no way I could be Miss Minnesota. Like this is just mind boggling to me. And then just kind of comes the story of the way that the Lord really just transformed and kind of really changed the desire in my heart for exactly what this season and this purpose was for. And we can chat a little bit more about that, too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just curious, though, when you mentioned competitive dance, a particular style of dance. So I so I grew up a, like at a dance studio dancer. So jazz, tap, ballet, ballroom, tap. Sure. You name it. I was probably doing it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah. And uh, you've you've uh, even done some things that are pretty well known that way as well, haven't you? Yeah. So growing up in you know that world, there's a lot of availability to also expend kind of that out of high school age. I had a lot of opportunities out of high school to go to kind of like those standard arts, um, you know, those leaps of faith, which are more so New York, LA, like going off to Broadway. And those really were kind of the desires of my heart at the time. I almost felt like I was holding myself back a little bit by staying in Minnesota. And granted, now mm-hmm. I see the bigger picture of it all. Um, but I was touring with, they're called Rebel Dance Convention as a pro faculty assistant. So I was uh, side by side with, you know, artists that have been on, you know, shows like Dancing with the Stars or So You Think You Can Dance, those shows that you see those professional dancers on, I was training with them. So yeah, there was a lot of opportunities there too, which made it even more interesting the way that the Lord was like, well, you have this and it's such a set foundation, but I'm going to throw this at you and we're going to go yeah. on this adventure. What an amazing thing. Wow. And yeah, it's it's always an adventure when we're following the Lord. And I mean, he yes. buckle your seatbelt. That's what I always say. Buckle your seatbelt because you never know where he's going to take you. And it's all related somehow to the plan that he has for us and how he wants us to grow in faith, hope and love. So maybe that's a good question for you, Angelina. So how have you seen yourself grow from from competition to competition, from pageant to pageant? What What's the Lord doing within you? Yeah, I would say... And I think trust is something that I'm continually learning just in life, but specifically in this journey, trust was one of the biggest things, perseverance and endurance. Those were kind of my three Mm. pillar points of words throughout my journey. And so going back to 2019, I was crowned my first local. And every single year when you go back to compete for Miss Minnesota, you need to start over and recompete for a local. So it was kind of this one step forward, one step back, one step forward, one step back. And that was the three now four year journey. So 2019, I competed then in 2021 because of COVID. I was second runner up. I recompeted for a local title. I went back to state in 2022. I was first runner up. So I genuinely was standing there hand in hand with our incredible Miss Minnesota, Rachel Evangelisto that year. And I, I, you know, really got a taste of what that was going to feel like. Um, And then recompeted for a local title again, just this last um, August, and then now competed for Miss Minnesota. And again, was hand in hand with our beautiful first runner up, Emily Schumacher, um, who's also Catholic, actually, and um, just standing there hand in hand with her and literally just speaking the truth in that moment of all in God's timing and something I learned so clearly. And I, I brought up the word perseverance, but trust in those seasons as you know interesting as it may sound there's a lot of heaviness that comes in the world of pageantry there's a lot of eyes on you there's a lot of um, self-giving a lot of self-love that is constantly being poured out it's um, an organization that is rooted in community service so you know some days are super fun and then some days you know you're seeing really hard things if you're at children's miracle network and you're praying with families so there's a lot of fluctuation and emotions and yeah i think those three things just really really became like my own personal roots of, all right, what am I doing this for? Why am I doing it? And just continuing to put one step in the forward, uh, one step in front of another and just really trusting that God was guiding me in one way or another and that somehow in some way this was all for his good. So. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Angelina Amerigo. You may recognize her as Miss Minnesota, who is getting, uh, she's representing our state. She's on traveling. She's speaking. She's 
Uh, we'll talk about your initiative in just a moment. We'll, she's uh, forwarding an initiative of creation care that's going on there as well. And she is, uh, yeah, she is going to be representing our state in the Miss America pageant in January. Well, um, before we get to to your uh, initiative, and I and I do want to talk about that certainly, but um, as you enter into this this frantically busy schedule that have um, you know as you have speaking engagements and appearances and you know do local radio shows and even probably farther than local radio shows, yes. right? As you're speaking on all these <laughs> all things, how how do you stay how do you stay rooted in in God? How do you stay rooted in your faith during all this? Yeah, it's a really great question and something that I've been chatting with um, a lot of my friends about. And one of those things is being rooted in a really good community of people that are holding you accountable, especially in a busy season and really just finding and redefining what rest looks like. Um, for me, I'm, I'm a very busy person naturally, even without the job of Miss Minnesota. So entering into the season of Miss Minnesota, the Lord was like, all right, now you're really going to learn. <laughs> now you're really going to yeah, understand yeah. how to prioritize time with me and prioritize rest. So one of the things personally, if you have a busy schedule, this is what I've learned and you're listening to Relevant Radio, so you're kind of already there, um, but really just embedding those times with the Lord when you have them. So whether that's in the car for 10 minutes, driving from point A to point B, um, waking up in the morning as you're drinking your coffee, if you can't physically sit down, just finding these pockets of time, you know, especially in a busy schedule can be really difficult because you almost you know, there's this like temptation to be like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Um, but realizing when you do provide that time with the Lord, there's so much more that he does within your day and you just become a lot more aware. And especially for me, when I'm, you know, representing not only the state, but just myself at so many public appearances, I am always constantly thinking about how I want to show up for my best self. And I realized very quickly when I don't spend that time, I'm not my best self. So just kind of that reflection of, of me knowing that I'm taking the Lord into these appearances with me makes it even more important to take that time to really acknowledge, all right, we're in this together because you got me to this point. So how do we need to then continue moving forward in this process? Yeah, great answer. And and it, it strikes me as you're saying that. I mean, obviously, you have uh, you have a very public persona now, especially uh, being Miss Minnesota and all that. But you know what, in the staying that rooted and grounded in your faith, taking every advantage or taking advantage of every opportunity to draw close to the Lord, because you say, yes, you are representing Minnesota, but we all as baptized Christians, of course, we're representing the Lord wherever we go. So right. that's a good thing to, yeah, to keep in mind. All right. Well, let's talk about your service initiative. Now, one bottle, one straw. Have I got that right? What? Tell us all about that. Yes. Yeah, so my service initiative, one bottle, one straw, one bag at a time. It's it's actually a lot more complicated than it may sound, which is kind of the fun part about it. There's many layers to it. Um, so it really started from this local based initiative and grew to this global scale, which is now where I'm talking with corporate companies on how they're embedding sustainable roadmaps for just basically a cleaner and better future. So it's not this big daunting, you know, removing plastic and plastics, the enemy. It's nothing like that. It's just simply providing clean and healthy future uh, for our future generations. My um, favorite happy place and one of the places that I even go the most to spend the time that I do with the Lord is our lakes and rivers and our beautiful parks. And then that's also extended into my travel of going to the oceans. It's one of the places I feel most connected to the Lord. And I always have growing up. Um, so when I went to go find a service initiative, there was a few things that came up in my mind. You know, being a dancer, I could have talked a lot about the arts. Uh, my grandfather had suffered with dementia and Alzheimer's. That was kind of in the mm -hmm. back of my mind. 
And yeah. I was walking around the close lines with my family, my senior year of my uh, dance nationals in Florida. And I had just seen trash and trash and trash and trash on the beaches. And I ended up just diving into a whole ton of research. And I think also physically seeing it too, just changed that what I was reading you know, there, there's a tendency where you read a news article and it can be very dramatized. We all probably know that. But in this sense, it was something that I had also seen um, and it was tangible to me. And I just really wanted to be a part of a greater good. So that's kind of where that whole initiative was rooted in. And it's grown really beautifully since then. And what I mean, give us the specifics of it. I mean, obviously, you're you're reducing you're you're raising awareness and you're reducing the 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 usage of one time use plastics and that sort of thing. But I mean, what's something practical that uh, a practicing Catholic listener could do in response to this initiative? Yeah, so it's right in the title, one bottle, one straw, one bag at a time. So when I created that title, it was really in an essence, just wrapping up those three daily items that we most likely all use the most in our day to day life without even thinking about it. So if you think about a plastic water bottle on your way out the door of the house, you know, you're getting a straw at the McDonald's drive through with your pop or you're at the grocery store and you're taking the plastic bag, just making those mindful initiative steps to think, all right, well, this item, although I'm using it for maybe three minutes, actually will decompose in about a thousand years. And I actually think that it somewhat correlates to our faith in a really interesting way, kind of that you know, react and response of how we think and do things in life. You think about, okay, if I do this, this is then the repercussion of that, right? So kind of in a sense, just wrapping that into into the initiative as well. That's really insightful. I like that. Yeah. Because oftentimes I know when I when I make a choice that is not for my good, when I make a choice that is sin, I don't I don't really think about, well, how is this going to affect me long term? So, yeah, I love it. Right. Yeah. Great, great analogy there. I love it. Uh, so just wrapping up here, Angelina, I was so grateful that you've joined us and everything. And I'm, I'm sure that our practicing Catholic listeners will, A, want to know how to stay up to date with you and your initiatives and everything. And then B, yes. uh, maybe you can give us one or two ways that we can pray for you. Oh, that would be so wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so starting off with how you can follow my journey, because I'm sure we're making so many friends here. I know you can't see me, but you can hear my voice. Uh, so if you want to physically see all the things that I'm doing on an online platform, um, on Instagram, you can find my handle. It's just at Miss America MN. And then on Facebook, it's just Miss Minnesota. So I would love to see all the friends who are listening, follow along and send me a message. If you heard this interview, I'd love to chat even more. My DMs are always open. Um, and as for praying for me, really within this transition of season, I think one of the biggest things I can just gratefully ask for is just, again, that value of redefining rest and being able to set a time that side for the Lord, but also just a continued blessing over the year as I travel around the state of Minnesota and as I represent Minnesota on the Miss America stage. You know, it's such a big platform and at times it can be a little daunting. So just recognizing that I'm not in it alone. And like I said, now I have all these friends who are listening too. So I'm very grateful for all the prayers, all the thoughts, and uh, just very grateful. Very good. Angelina, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and we wish you the very best. May God continue to use whatever he has for you in order to further his yes. kingdom and his love for you. So thank you, Angelina, for joining us on Practicing Catholic. Thank you so much. You can keep up to date with Angelina, including upcoming appearances, and find out more about her initiative on creation care, all on her website as well, angelinaamerigo.com.